Hi everyone, this is Earl uh, here again. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, this is part two of two um, with my interview a few years ago at the conference Geeks in the Beach. And for this specific episode, I'm going to talk about uh, one of the few thoughts I wrote uh, maybe nine or, or ten months after leaving uh, my, my CEO and president uh, title in running an incubator in the Philippines. So it's really the episode uh, titled, uh, Do You Deserve to be Called a CEO? Hope you enjoy this. And don't forget, um, please subscribe to this channel, this podcast. And I just also launched my medium blog and if you just look at digital mindset and medium um, you'll be able to uh, hear my thoughts so appreciate it and i'll talk to you guys soon enjoy the episode bye welcome to the digital mindset podcast a place where we'll share our thoughts to help you continue to innovate and digitally transform yourself your organization and your community Hosted by Earl Valencia, strategy and transformation mentor to emerging leaders, startups, and corporations. Again, live from San Francisco, welcome to the Digital Mindset Podcast. I was reading through one of your articles and I read... He said something about how you need to actually earn the title of being a CEO. Oh yeah, that's my recent post, yeah. Yeah, the very recent one actually, which kind of was actually very interesting. Um, can you talk more about that? Like, I think that's very, that's very important for also the, reader, the, the listeners to hear. Yeah, so um, there's kind of a weird startup fad now, yeah. which is like everyone calls them chief whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, I was also in that hype, by the way, right? So, you know, I, I got hired. I was, rel- I mean, I'm still relatively young, but, you know, I, I, I was here in the Philippines at 28 to 29. And, you know, and, and since I got this kind of cool, like, idea space job, which is technically like the kindergarten of First Pacific, which is a major conglomerate, like, you know, $45 billion kind of you know, valuation conglomerate. I told MVP, since I'm doing, like, startup innovation and, like, encouraging you know, everyone to do innovation in First Pacific, like, why can't you give me the chief innovation officer title? Mm. You don't need to increase my salary. Just, I just wanted to sound cool. Yeah, sound cool. Right? <laughs> or I said, at a minimum, call me CEO of Ideaspace. And he just looked at me and said, like, you know, you got to earn to be called a C-level person. And I was like, wow, that's weird, right? Um, but he's like, you know, earn it, right? Earn it, don't get it. Right, basically was his message. And um, I really reflected on it. And at the time, I was like kind of pissed off, right? Like, yeah, of course, like you can give titles, that's the least you could do. But then no, right? I mean, it really, with title comes responsibility, but then before they give responsibility, not just like in a corporate setting, but even to the world, right? Like earn it, right? Earn the right to be called a certain title, right? so it's fine or whatever. I was president and founder, which is okay. It's pretty nice, actually. Right? And then there's just all, all these other areas, too, of like just being CEO, right? Like the difficulties of just being CEO. You got a board to, rip, to do. You have to think about your employees, right? Even if you're their, your founders, like if you, you are in charge, right? Everything mm. ends with you. The P, the profit, and the loss ends with you. Yeah. Right? You got to make the decisions every day. 
you got to make all these things. You, you got to think about like where the future is, but also take care of the present. Yes. Right. That's what a CEO is. It's not a title. It's actually an obligation. Obligation. Right. Um, so that's what I learned actually in, you know, in the past couple of years. And then you make the tough calls. Mm. Right. And that's something too that I also learned. Like it's like I made tons of tough calls that either my board didn't agree with, yeah. my team didn't agree with. But it's just like conviction, right? And you're like, I believe that this is our vision, this is our mission, this is where we should go. Based on who we are and what we stand for, I may be wrong, but I'm going to make this call, right? And people will be pissed off, right? But sometimes you have to do that, but that's yeah. what a CEO does, right? Um, so unfortunately, that's, that's, that was like kind of reflected <laughs> it because one of the founders... So now it's like I take our fourth batch in idea space and yes. one guy asked me like, you know, what's, what's your learning, yeah. right? And I just kind of, I don't know why, no, I just like literally gravitated towards this one answer, right? Like with these, these types of questions of being a founder, because they were saying like, yeah, what, what does it mean to be a founder of idea space talking to us as founders of our own companies? And then I realized like, oh shoot, actually, you know, you can call yourself founder, but the founder doesn't mean like it's a cool title. It's actually a big obligation to, to be a founder. Mm. Again, you know, if you're a chief technology officer, right, you got to be the best person in technology, not just in your company, but in your field, right? If you don't know the answer, figure out the answers, right? I sent that to my blog, but I realized like so many people think because they're CEO or they're chief, whatever, like they have to have the answers. And you do not. You just have to know how to find them. And that's what made great, great, great founders, great C-level guys. So, but that's, that's kind of the summary of like the thoughts I had. Because, you know, I mean, I think I think it's time to reflect, right? Like 10, nine or 10 months after, like what are the stuff that I wish I knew? And maybe stuff I won't repeat again. Right? Awesome. Yeah. It's a good thing. Like I'm a CEO, but the C actually stands for just cool. So I'm not. Yeah, it, could be, it could be cool. Yeah, I mean, it could be cool. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, you mentioned something um, about making difficult decisions and like making that decision that's not very popular within the company. Can Can you give us an example of like yeah, one such yeah. decision? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I wrote it publicly, right? So it's fine. So even kind of for idea space, I remember. Um, so. There's this conference uh, called Slingshot, all right? So it's like Slingshot, but it's like um, partner with the Department of Trade and it was like an APEC level conference. So um, I don't know if you guys went to the first Slingshot, but um, you know, but literally like the government eight weeks before the date came to like the different part, people start startup community said, hey, like, you know, we we have only this window, this date that we can do this slingshot. Mm -hmm. We need your help. And um, I thought, you know, I I said yes because I'm just a yes. I mean, I I believe in this, and if if I believe in it, I say yes. Um, but nobody seemed to say yes, right? Um, other private sector people said no, actually. So even my team is like, nobody's touching this. What are we doing? And I said, I'm even going to commit resources to make this real, mm -hmm. right? And I remember vividly, um, right, in, in, in one of our meetings, internal meetings, you know, my team, majority of my team said, 
what are we doing? Like, the, what is the benefit to idea space? And I said, guys, I don't know. But I know this is the right thing to do for the country. Right? So obviously, some people are like, what? <laughs> like, that's not a good answer. Right? Because, you know, you're a corporation to benefit you as a corporation. But I said, like, we have to hire. Mm. You know? I know this is not, maybe we won't even get a single part of recognition. Mm. But I know this is going to be good for the country. Yeah. Right? And that's why, why do we exist as idea space? Because we were built to make a culture of science technology. So, you know, lo and behold, we had a dedicated team. The DTI guys were like working off idea space for eight weeks. Once a week, they were hanging out in our office. I called all my friends and I was lucky that, you know, my classmate from Stanford created Startup Chile. And then um, one of my professors, uh, Richard Dasher, um, you know, I gave a talk in Stanford like a couple of months before. So he knew who I was at least again. And uh, he said yes to my invitation. So that's the only thing. Because Slingshot was created, the Department of Trade says, wow, this is real. The APEC guy said, wow, this is cool. Right? The Department of Science and Technology said, wow, you know, we should support innovators and scientists. Because now, you know, it was a big, huge government-funded event. The first one of its kind in the country that a government actually spent for an innovation event at a large scale. It's crazy, yeah. Right? But it took conviction. Because, remember, I mean, just imagine, like, the guy saying, like, we don't have speakers. For a conference, we're going to have in eight weeks. <laughs> right? And I'm like, I'm going to help you figure it out. Right? Because I'm doing it for my country. But nobody touched it. Even people inside my own organization thought it was a bad idea. Right? But I said, we have to do it. So these are the types of weird, un- and then, and, you know, weird unpopular decisions that you have to make, but you just have to have conviction. And that's why I even mentioned in one of my posts where always go back to the mission of your organization. There's no point building an organization if you're not funded or grounded on a mission. Or else you're going to fight all the time. So you say like, hey guys, like, this is why we exist. I'm going to make a tough decision because of the why, not because of the what, like what is it versus like why are we doing it. That should trump any decision. So, um, so those are the types of things that I was kind of reflecting on and I think it was true, right? It was really difficult. It was really like a tense moment in my own personal evolution because I was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I put in literally my own personal reputation on the line, right? I called people, right? My own personal network. Right? To please come to the Philippines for this. I mean, the good thing is that the government literally like took care of it, right? Like, it was so nice. Like, we had like, you know, VIP treatment of all these guys, and like, they really found it also a good event. But, but it took like, you know, I had to like tell Nico Shea, please come it for me. Right? And then uh, literally, he told me, Earl, I flew 36 hours, not for the Philippines, but for you. <laughs> Cue dramatic music. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but this is the thing. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah, this yeah, is yeah, also another thing. thing of like, startup founders should remember. And um, 
and maybe that's my, this is my next kind of post, right? Where people always ask me about, Earl, like, how do you know so many people? Right? Like, why, for some odd reason, like, people like hanging out with you, right? Again, I'm not bragging or anything, but, you know, people are just telling me that. And, you know, I said because I just form friendships. I don't form networks. Right? Like, I just want to hang out with you guys, right? Like, well, you know, but you, you always have to think, like, you know what? Don't be friends with someone because you can get something out of him or her. Maybe in the future, you can ask a favor. But you got to earn that favor. Right? So, you know, Nico and I had some, like, cool classes together in Stanford. And we really went through some hard times. And we kept in touch all the time. Right? So when I had to say, please do it. Some guy who was like is some high stature guy in his country, mm. right? Flew 36 hours to come here as a personal favor. That is the power of real networking, right? Not some random like going out and hanging out, right? Like, no. I mean, you, you hang out with somebody because you want to hang out with the person, not their position, right? So that's, that's another thing. So maybe, maybe it's a part of like the previous question, which is like, how to be a real CEO, mm. you should think that way, right? Because real CEOs have friends they can ask questions to that they trust and they trust them, right? So that's another thing. That's really awesome. We really enjoyed Slingshot, by the way, when you went. Oh, good, the yeah. The first one, like, we really enjoyed it. I, I was blown away even with it, but because we it pulled it off. We pulled it but off, man. Just eight weeks. That's eight even weeks. more crazy. That, yeah. You know, like eight weeks, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But I really want to actually, I actually want to end that note because that's like a really strong note. And I think like the music, it's like we're in the Oscars and they're like singing us out already. <laughs> but um, how can people like um, follow you? Like where can they follow you? Like if you're going to actually like create more blogs, yeah, I mean, I'm just doing this random blog, yeah. just like I think about reflection. So I, I'm like doing some stuff mm -hmm. now, like Innovation Philippines, okay. WordPress.com. Okay. So innovationphilippines.wordpress.com. Yes. Um, obviously, in my LinkedIn, like I repost that also in my oh. LinkedIn account. Um, you know, my Twitter is like Earl Valencia. My Facebook too is that. So, uh, like, um, so just everybody just like look at it because I'm, you know, I just want to like know how people are and you know, it's generally a nice, you know I, I, you know, I just like to like, you know, know more about people. So, um, and I'm just like, you know, happy if people actually find some value in it, right? So, um, yeah, so like even for my, my, you know, the new one that I talked about, like a lot of people just came up to me even today and said, you know what, like I needed that post, I needed to read that. Because a lot of people are struggling, right? of being a founder, right? And nobody's, everybody talks about the sexy part of it, right? But it is hard and difficult and like, you know, maybe you don't cry, but inside you're crying, right? And some, maybe some of your team members are crying and shouting at each other and stuff. It's very difficult, right? So um, I'm just trying to like, part of it and then maybe at some point like three four years from now I start again either my fund or my startup mm. at least I can go back and say what would I not repeat again right that's really why as well okay so we learned a lot like I learned a lot from reading your blog and we learned a lot 
like just from listening to you in this interview. So I just really want to give you a big thank you. Maybe you have any final shout outs you want to? No, I'm not really shout outs, <laughs> okay. but then um, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess I can just say thanks to my wife all the time because she just always like, you know, I, I, I told her when we, when we got engaged, right? So I told her, don't say yes unless you want to live a crazy life. <laughs> Right, because like I'm gonna do crazy things in my life, and I hope that you say yes to that. And she said yes, and until now she's consistently like always supporting my crazy ideas, right? And um, I think Warren Buffett, um, he's someone asked him like, what's the most important lesson you can give people? And he said the most important decision in your life is who you end up with. Mm. So as much as like. You know, I guess funny, it's kind of cheesy music, but that's true, right? So, um, for especially for founders, like, you know, make sure you are transparent, right, with the person you're going to be with, because it could turn to disaster and that will just affect you. So, I mean, that's the good thing. So. Startup advice and love advice. I know. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. We're in the beach with like love music here, so what can I do, right? So, thank you so much. Well, thanks so thank much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. And I think that's a wrap. Thank you. You have just listened to Digital Mindset Podcast. Credits to Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons with the great intro music named Inspired. Thank you so much. Have a good day. See you next podcast.